subrantire esclusiva raccoglie lenti la scopene vina e conti genti pranas e suze vi candelose e vrinasca haile Hello, welcome to Everything Christian Podcast with Assurance Godfrey. I am very excited to have you here with me. I value your presence here so much. Do not take it for granted. Thank you for being here. God bless you. I am super elated to be your host. And I'm very glad that finally Everything Christian Podcast is now a reality. You know, after what seemed like forever. Oh, it's now before our very eyes. Hooray. Praise be to God. This is not your regular podcast. Maybe you must have come in contact with one or two Christian godly podcasts with great and fine contents. This is one of them. This is one of those podcasts. But this is not your regular podcast. Okay. This is the very first episode of Everything Christian Podcast. And it is titled The Art of Fellowship. So very excited to talk on this. I know God has a purpose for bringing you in contact with my podcast. And if there is one thing I do, it is to trust God. And I trust Him right now on your behalf that the purpose for which He has brought you in contact with this podcast shall not go unfulfilled. In the name of Jesus the Christ, Amen. Welcome once again to Everything Christian Podcast. Permit me to tell you to grab a pen and a notepad because God is always speaking and I know for certain he's going to bring your attention to at least one thing in this episode that would aid your work with him. So please grab a pen, grab a notepad and sit tight. Okay, let's dive right in. The art of fellowship. Fellowship is one word that is very consistent in our Christian vocabulary. I mean, there's no way you're having a conversation with a fellow brother or sister in Christ talking about how to have a successful walk with God, that the word fellowship would not come in. That's a very consistent word in our Christian vocabulary. But have you ever sat back to ask yourself, what really is fellowship? I mean, if, if someone were to walk up to you right now to ask you, what is fellowship? Would you know what to say? Or you would be stranded. Okay, that's not a problem. Fellowship, according to the English dictionary, means a sense of connection between persons. A sense of connection between persons. That is the dictionary meaning of this word. Personally, I have my definition of this word. Yes, this is a definition that guides me. So when I go to God saying, I've come to fellowship with you, I know what it entails. So I'm going to tell you my personal definition of this word, and you can take it if you want. I grant you the permission to. All right. So for me, fellowship is a consistent interaction, relation, and communion between God and man. A consistent interaction, communion, and relation between God and man. So if I go to God saying, I have come here to fellowship, I know that what I am doing is interacting with God. What I am doing is communing with God. What I am doing is relating with God. Yes, this is the 
definition that guides my fellowship with God. All right, that being established, let's move ahead. I know we've heard so much about this purpose thing, how that we were created for a purpose, how that we need to discover the purpose for which God has created us so that he can use us. This is not wrong. This is very, very correct. But permit me to tell you right now that God does not use men. God does not use people. Rather, he partners with people. He partners with yielded vessels. He partners with surrendered vessels. So correct that notion. God does not use men. God partners with men. All right. I'm glad to share that with you. Let's forge ahead. So I'm sure you must have been, if you've not discovered what your purpose is just yet, I'm sure you must have been going to God, praying, God, please reveal my purpose to me. This is not a wrong, a bad prayer to pray. It's not wrong that you want to know the reason for which God has created you. But let me present an easy way, an easy way to know what your purpose is. This is it. Discover God. You know the Bible says, in Him we live, we move, and have all of our being. You cannot find yourself outside God. So if you really want to know the purpose for which you were created, discover God, find God, know Him, then the purpose for which He has created you would be revealed to you. You know, most of us, we go working for God. We do so many things for God. We evangelize. We are part of the church choir, part of the church ushering unit. You know, we do so many things for God that we forget our walk with Him. God, God prefers that you take your walk with Him more serious than your work for Him. Don't get me wrong. He loves that you're working for Him. He loves that you're serving Him. He loves that you're, you're doing everything you can to make His name known, no doubt. But above this, He treasures your walk with Him so much. He treasures, he loves relationship, he loves fellowship. He loves that you take your walk with him more serious. There's this man in the Bible, he walked with God so much that it has to be recorded in the Bible that Enoch walked with God. I mean, there were other men in the Bible days that walked with God with proofs, with evidences. But what exceptional thing did Enoch do? How did he do it that it had to be recorded in the Bible that Enoch walked with God? What does this tell you? This should tell you that God treasures your work with him. He treasures a man partnering with him. He treasures a man walking with him. He treasures a man taking, taking his relationship with him very serious, more than his work, more than, more than the work for him. He loves that you're working for him, but he would rather prefer that you take your walk with him more serious than your work for him. He adores, God adores fellowship so much. And this is the reason he would go down to the Garden of Eden in the cool of the day to have fellowship with Adam and Eve. You know, if the angels, the cherubims, the seraphims, or other hosts of heaven could give God this one thing he has always desired, I don't think there would have been a need to create man. Yes. You know, God adores fellowship so much. I don't know if it's proper to say there there was this void in the heart of God that he he needed he really needed satisfaction he needed this void to be filled up 
and so the angels the cherubims and the seraphims all the hosts of heaven were not, are not created in his image so they they cannot fellowship they cannot give him this thing he has always desired and so he went ahead to say let us make man in our image and in our likeness and he went ahead to create you and me so that we can give him this one thing he has always desired fellowship we may be many in the world we may be many he has created but he wants to have fellowship he wants to have a working relationship with each and every one of us isn't that amazing that the father the creator of the universe wants to have a relationship with you it's amazing it's great it's it's heart you know it's heartwarming that god would want to have a relationship with me i don't know how you see it but i love the fact that god treasures my work with him more than my work for him so don't go working for god that you neglect a relationship with him that you neglect fellowship with him that you neglect your work with him he adores fellowship so much yes he adores fellowship so much why do you think david was a man after god's heart david was not david was not the most righteous man but he knew how to get the heart of god he knew how to fellowship with god i mean look at the psalms that he wrote look at how look at how the psalms are writing love songs to god i mean god loves fellowship that is just the bottom line god adores fellowship yeah you know i don't know if you've ever been at a point in your walk with god that you felt god doesn't speak to you i mean i've been there you know when i started my christian journey i would always expect to hear god speak to me you know how i'll go to the place of prayer with high hopes expecting that today god would definitely speak to me but at the end of the day i would be frustrated because i wouldn't hear a word i mean i could always believe that god spoke to every other person but me ah god never spoke to me that's what i always believed that god doesn't speak to me and i'm sure you must have been at that point in your life or you may be at that point in your life right now thinking god doesn't speak to you you see the truth is god always speaks the problem is not with god speaking the problem is with us being able to identify the voice of god being able to discern being able to decipher the voice of god god always 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 speaks and trust me it hurts god that he speaks to us but we don't hear him i mean for those who don't know how to discern the voice of god it hurts god that he speaks to you and you don't hear him i mean it's just like a father speaking to his child and he wants to pass an information to his child he wants to say something really important to his child but his child is not hearing he's speaking to his child but his child is not hearing it hurts it hurts god that he speaks to you but you don't hear it hurts god that whenever you speak to him he speaks back but you don't hear you don't you cannot discern his voice you cannot decipher you know the thing is for people who cannot discern the voice of god right now the thing is you always expect that God just speak to you with a voice of thunder. Hmm. No. God does speak with a voice of thunder. He speaks with a voice of thunder. But when it comes to matters of intimacy, God never speaks with a voice of thunder. He speaks with a still small voice. This is why he needs the quietness, the stillness of your spirit, of your soul to hear God. 
because he would not speak to you with the voice of thunder when he wants to have an intimate moment with you. No, it won't happen. I mean, he can speak with the voice of thunder on other matters, but on the matter of intimacy, on the matter of fellowship, on the matter of communion, God will never speak with the voice of thunder. So this is one of the reasons we've not heard God speak because we always expect that God should speak to us with a voice of thunder. Please correct it. Expect to hear a still small voice. You see, there are diverse ways God speaks to us. The primary way he speaks to us is through his written word, the Bible. This is why you have to be a student of the word if you must train your spiritual senses. You must be a student of the word because the word of God, the written word of God is the primary way, the primary means through which God speaks, excuse me, through which God speaks to us, the written word of God. I mean, there are other ways, you know, we have, he speaks to us through our thoughts, through his prophets, through situations, through, through visions, through dreams, through his witness and spirit. You know how that you hear a word in your spirit? And the Spirit of God bears witness with your spirit that what you've just heard is the voice of God. Yes, God speaks to us through diverse ways. You just have to find out the peculiar way, the peculiar way through which God speaks to you. Yeah, God is always speaking. You see, let me give you an instance. You know how that you've stayed with your parents over time for a very long period of time. That if you're in the house and your mom goes out and comes back she returns and she says a word without you even seeing her face you know this is my mom speaking why it is because you have stayed with her for a really long period of time that you cannot discern when it is your mom speaking you would not hear your mom speak and say that's my dad you would not hear your mom speak and say that's my sister you would not hear your mom speak and say that's my friend why are you able to discern the voice of your mom why are you able to decipher the voice of your mom? This is because you've stayed with her over time. You've mastered her voice. You now know when it is your mom speaking even without seeing her face. This is how it is with God. When you stay with God consistently, when you spend quality time with God, when you fellowship consistently with Him, there is no way you would not be able to identify the voice of God because He's always speaking. How you've grown to decipher your mom's voice is how you should grow to decipher the voice of God. God is always speaking. But it takes consistent fellowship, consistent intimacy, consistent relation, consistent interaction with God to be able to know when it is Him speaking to you. This is how it works. This is just how it works. Okay, so God is always speaking. Just learn to stay, learn to be consistent in your in, in your fellowship with Him. Learn to be consistent and consistent in having intimate moments with God. You know, fellowship is a means to an end. I'll explain that. For us believers, we have an end, we have a destination. The destination is to become like Christ. That we become the express image of the dear son of God Jesus this is our destination and so to get to this destination we need a vehicle to transport us to this destination the vehicle 
that would transport us to this destination is called pardon me, it's called fellowship. Fellowship is a means to an end. You know how that an artist has a mental image. There's an image in the head of an artist and he wants to bring that image into reality. What does this artist do? He consciously employs certain elements, elements such as colors, such as shapes, such as um, shadows, such as what? Name them. He employs these elements. And so when he puts these elements together, they form, they, they bring to reality the mental image he has. This is how it happens with fellowship. So we have, we have visualized our destination. We know where we want to get to. We know what we want. We have visualized it already. Now, how do we bring, how do we ensure we get to our destination? Fellowship consists of certain elements. Elements such as prayers, elements such as word study, elements such as meditation, elements such as worship, praise, name them. These elements, when they are combined, they sum up and become fellowship. Now, fellowship now takes us to our destination, becoming like Christ. This is how it is. I really hope you get this, that fellowship is a means to an end. So if you really want to become like Christ, if you really want to become the express image of the dear Son of God, then you must learn the art of fellowship. Fellowship is an art. It's an art. You need to combine certain elements to ensure that you get to your destination, to ensure that the mental image, mental picture you have becomes a reality. You know, the devil, the devil is very crafty, the devil is very cunning. And so he brings situations of life, he brings certain trials and, and temptations just so that our, our focus will be taken off God and fixed on these challenges and fixed on these problems. Now this is why God would say in the book of Philippians 4 verse 6, he would say, be careful for nothing, be careful for nothing, but in everything, prayer and supplication, make your requests known unto God because anxiety, worry would not solve anything. You know, the devil only comes to steal, kill and destroy and so he would bring these things your way so that he would destroy your bond with God because anything that would take your focus off God, that would take your gaze off God, that would take your attention off God is only there to destroy your relationship with God. And so this is what the devil wants because he cannot have a relationship with God. He wants to destroy your relationship with God. Personally, when I go about my daily activities, I strive, I strive to always maintain maintain touch to keep touch with God I strive to keep my spirit in touch with God you know we can go about our, our daily activities and our mind is off we just forget that we're supposed to be in touch with God we're supposed to keep our spirit in touch with God but the moment I regain that consciousness I ensure to keep my spirit right in touch with God this is what you should do so that you can 
This is how we have consistent fellowship. Yes, you can go about your daily activities and still have consistent fellowship with God. It's it's a conscious effort. It's a conscious effort. Please understand that fellowship is a conscious effort. All right. This is where I bring today's episode to a close. I know for certain that God has spoken to your heart. Please do business with whatever it is he has brought your attention to. All right. Thank you for being here with me. Thank you for staying till the end. Stay charged. Stay blessed. See you in my next episode. God bless you.